Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. And this is Not Today. Good. I'm ready for these stories from our listeners. Oh, a listeners I'm episode. Yeah, here's the thing, guys. Thanksgiving happened. How was your turkey? Did you have good stuffing? If you didn't have Thanksgiving food, how was your Chinese takeout? <laughs> anyway, times are hard. <laughs> <laughs> what is this turning into? Times are hard. No, I'm joking. I just... Uh, Instead of, like, <laughs> skipping a week, and we're planning for the holidays, and instead of skipping a week, we're like, let's give them a listener's episode, because we, we're kind of behind on those anyway. Yeah. So this time, we're going to be coming at you with uh, some more ghost stories, because you guys really enjoyed those. Uh, and I just wanted to put at the beginning, if you have stories of, you know, something that's happened to you that's crazy, like you were in a pretty gnarly car crash, or you had a plane weird, crash, or a plane crash, TBT to last week, or a weirdo stalker who was following you, or you were stuck in an elevator, or you got electrocuted by a strike of lightning i will ask my mom if she'll write in that story because my mom got struck by lightning lol uh something like that write it in she's fine (laughs) she's cool whatever she's fine Uh, i'm like imagining her like chucking deuces while she's getting struck yeah she's fine she's good (laughs) whatever um but so anyway if you have something like that write it in and we'll do another one of these with your stories but anyway we got some more ghost stories because i guess we're going to continue with the the spooky season even though we're going into holiday season it's all year long it's always spooky season baby yep anyway you want to start all right uh so this story comes in from jake Hello, Jake. Hello, Thank Jake. You, Jake. Thank you. Uh, he was actually supposed to be featured on last listener's episode, yep. but the story disappeared from the Google Doc, and we're blaming it on paranormal activity. It's a haunted story. It's possible. It you is. Know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, he says, okay, so bear with me because I've never actually typed out my story. So here we go. Dot, dot, dot. Let's go. When I was two years old, my family and I moved into a house that was originally an 1800s cabin but was converted into a modern house. It was on a beautiful lake. The original cabin was the kitchen, and the rest of the house was built around the kitchen. The original kitchen was in the middle. So the cabin, the original cabin was the kitchen, and then the house was built around that. So literally, they built a kitchen, and they were like, perhaps we should build a house around that so that people might live here. You're done. I'm done? Okay. (laughs) There was five of us, my mom and dad, and then my two siblings. My brother Patrick is 12 years older than me, and my sister Ashley is eight years older than me. At the time that we moved in, I was two, my brother was 14, and my sister was 10. Now that you have the backstory, here is where the craziness begins. Most of my stories are accounts from my siblings and parents, but I have several very vivid memories as well. The first little bit, we lived here. Everything was normal until the first encounter. My mom was in the kitchen cleaning up. I was at daycare, and my siblings weren't home. She was standing at the kitchen sink, which overlooked the backyard. She turned to walk to the other side of the kitchen when she felt and heard my brother run past her and she immediately got full body chills. 
because when she called his name, she realized that he was not home. Ooh, ghost children again. Not ghost children again. (laughs) They're the creepiest. No one was home except her. She rationalized it and thought maybe she was just tired and had imagined it. So she gaslit herself. (laughs) (laughs) She girl-bossed herself. Yes. She moved on and never told us until the puzzle pieces started coming together later. The next encounter was a few weeks later. My brother woke up one night to get a drink from the kitchen. He walked in the kitchen and got his drink, and he saw across the room that Dad was in the living room on his recliner rocking back and forth. He called his name, but Dad didn't answer. He walked into the living room, and when he did, he realized that, in fact, no one was in the chair, and it continued to rock back and forth, and my brother felt the temperature around him drop drastically. He sprinted full speed into our parents' room and slept with them for the night. Oh, yeah, as he should. Yeah, me too. That is... I don't care how old I am. Maybe. Maybe I do. (laughs) (laughs) Under 18 for sure. Uh, Of course, my parents just thought he was half asleep and wasn't seeing straight. Okay. (laughs) They're like, this is fine. It's like, he's drunk. (laughs) Damn. 14-year-old, you're drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Go home. (laughs) The next encounter is mine. My parents noticed that a few weeks after we moved in that I rarely cried in my room and actually laughed often when I was in my crib at night. They also noticed that I was just acting strange. Nothing bad, but not as dependent as I usually would be as a two-year-old. One night I was laughing for hours on end, and they got really curious as to why I was doing that. They decided that they would put a camera in my room. What they got on video still makes my arm hair stand straight thinking about it. They saw me stand up in my crib, take my pacifier out of my mouth, and throw it across the room, and I began laughing hysterically. The next thing they saw was my pacifier leaving the ground and flying through the air. And landing in my crib. No. They were shocked. No. As I am shocked. After this, they knew they needed to move out, but needed time to figure out finances. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I'm like, right uh, there with and you. And on that note, fuck that. <laughs> yes. Fuck this cabin. These people who just built a kitchen first and then built the house around it. <laughs> and it's haunted. The next week was Christmas. So this was all December. So my family went out of town for several days. Before we left, my parents got an automatic swing for me that sang Mary Had a Little Lamb and swang back and forth. This is creepy as <laughs> Yeah, shit. I was going to say, not creepy at all. <laughs> oh my god. It was battery powered. Okay, not for long. Uh, so we left our annual trip to see family and were gone for several days. When we returned, my parents walked in to find my swing in the middle of the kitchen, swinging back and forth and playing... Mary had a little lamb. They immediately ran and took the batteries out, as they knew even if we left it on, it wasn't in the kitchen and it shouldn't still be running. Yeah. When they took the batteries out, it started swinging harder and getting louder. No. They ran it outside, threw it in the lake. Naturally. (laughs) Came back inside, planning the move the next week as yeah. they should fuck finances i will take it alone i don't give a shit my credit scar can my, <laughs> my credit scar can go to hell <laughs> we're moving out jesus so you take the batteries out mm-hmm. and it gets more intense Mary yeah, had... no yeah <laughs> it becomes a rock song <laughs> it's a rendition <laughs> featuring ozzy osbourne oh, god <laughs> <Jared>. <laughs> that's enough
<laughs> My family did some research and found out that a young girl died in the cabin in the 1800s. She was so young and innocent, nothing malignant ever happened, and we do believe she was a friendly spirit. Regardless, everything my family saw was insane, plus one, I agree, and I vividly remember laughing and throwing my pacifier and it coming back to me. Oh, oh you remember that? Honestly, though, as a two-year-old, that's probably hilarious and lit because it sounded like he was having a great time. He was laughing yeah. for hours on end. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, one of my family members like had a similar experience, not where they were like throwing their pacifier out and getting it thrown back, but... Um, my cousin would like sit in his crib and like laugh at the wall for like hours or something like that. <laughs> that shit's creepy. Little kids seeing ghosts and like pets seeing ghosts. Yeah. That shit's yeah. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah, it makes the hair stand. So thank you, Jake. Yes. Thank that you, Jake. A, that was a really good story. All right. Number two. Hey guys, when I was growing up, my brother and I played the Ouija board often and we subsequently brought a terrible spirit into my childhood home. Oops. Oops. Let me explain. My brother and I were obsessed with the ghost with ghosts as children, so we did everything we could to see one for ourselves. Stupid, I know. Here's a little background on my brother, since I feel as though it's important to know. He practiced a form of Satanism and tried about every religion in the book. Oddly enough, he used to bury de- he used to bury dead animals for rituals, play the Ouija board in haunted forests, and was generally a thrill chaser for the paranormal. Couldn't be me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It couldn't be me, but I could watch the YouTube videos about it. Oh, for sure. I was just watching a haunted video earlier. Anyway, because of this, I'm almost positive he brought something deadly into our house. My brother did his best to keep me out of the more risky rituals. To this day, I still don't know what kind of rituals he was doing. Until one night, I asked to play the Ouija board with him. I didn't take it seriously at first, but then we asked what their name was, and the spirit spelled out N-H-O-J, and we both instantly freaked out. N-H-O-J backwards is John, which is the name of a family member who, trigger warning, committed suicide two months prior. We continued asking questions, and the thing talking to us ended up relaying specific details about his death, even some we didn't know. Oh my god. At this Ooh, chills. Yeah, that's really scary. At this point, I thought my brother was messing with me. It felt like too much of a coincidence to be something supernatural, and I went to bed thinking it was bullshit. We continued playing the board every night until I started to feel uneasy joining him in his midnight games. Flash forward to the next week, I started to feel something in the house. It was heavy and dark, trailing me and my brother to every room. I recall one day distinctly, and to this day, it's the scariest ghost story I've ever experienced. In the middle of the day, I was sitting on my twin bed, scrolling through my phone, and I felt a heavy sinking feeling yet again. Two seconds later, I hear a huge bang come from up underneath my bed. Mm-mm. It seriously felt like the whole room shook, and, in- and I instantly ran out in terror. When I finally worked up the courage to see what made the sound, I walked back to my room and sitting underneath the bed, completely closed and seemingly untouched, laid a blue toolbox. Something had hit the toolbox with enough force to shake the room, and I honestly couldn't believe my eyes. It made no sense. It wasn't comfortable in the house after that, so I did my best to stay away. 
Whenever I did come home, my brother and I witnessed a bunch of unexplainable things like magazines falling, doors opening, and strange sounds. I even caught it on camera once. I was taking a video and a white object floated across the camera. You could literally see my face after it passed and I reacted in complete shock. I wish I had it today, but unfortunately it was lost. The worst thing is that my parents are atheists, so they thought my brother and I were making these things up. I believe the spirit was targeting my brother for messing with bad spirits, and I was collateral damage. Regardless, we moved out a few months later after the toolbox accident. Thanks for reading. I love your podcast so much, and if you read this all the way through, congrats. Just keep breathing with a smiley yeah. face. Persephone. That's horrifying. I know. I still to this day, my one rule, I do not play a Ouija board. Yeah, no, I remember you didn't even want it to be like in your presence. Absolutely not. Who, who I remember which one of our friends Bella. Said, was like, yeah, she's like, we should bring it over. And you're like, no. No. I'm like, no. Like, yeah. You treated it like a bomb. Yeah, I don't fuck with that shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I know, fool. Yeah, I'd rather not. The weird thing is like they relayed details that they didn't know about the suicide yeah that's, that's horrifying fucked up yeah i think i would have pooped myself and never used that board again no on to the next one uh this one is from jay hi Stefan alex i would like to submit a story it's not actually mine it's my dad's but he gave me permission to submit it in so here it goes i'll allow it when i was 12 my dad passed away i started spiraling out of control i started drinking and smoking I know, right? A 12-year-old, what was I thinking? I know exactly what you're thinking. I feel like, you know, if I was in your position, I might have taken the same route. It's like, you know, it's not great, but I feel like everyone can understand why, you know? I mean, I can't imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, it's such a tragedy at 12. You know, it's a lot for for a 12-year-old to deal with. For anyone. Um, For anyone, for that matter. But this is besides the point. I remember it was about six months after my dad had passed and I was out late with my older friends drinking and smoking. I would have to say it was almost 4 a.m. To get back, he and I always walked the railroad tracks, and it takes about a mile and a half to get home. As I was walking on the railroad tracks, I kept hearing footsteps behind me like I could hear rocks being walked on behind me. I ignored it, but could hear my heart kindling in my ears, but I act like I didn't hear them. I kept walking and still heard steps, so I decided to run to see if I could hear someone running behind me. As I started running, I could hear someone else running behind me, so I stopped dead in my tracks, and finally got the courage to look back. When I did, no one was there. I looked all around to make sure it wasn't one of my friends playing a joke on me, but there was no one there. When I turned back, when I turned back around, there was someone standing at least three feet in front of me. I froze with fear, and after a few seconds, I finally said hello, and a man's voice said, You got a light for my cigarette? And I said yes. I walked a little bit closer and turned my lighter on, and when I did, there was no face at all. I screamed loud and took off running so fast, I think that's the fastest I've ever ran. I made it home and got in my bed and cried myself to sleep. The next morning, I told my mom what happened, and she is a traditional old Mexican woman. She told me in Spanish, I told you all that disobeying you are doing, that the devil and his demons were going to find you. Oh, my God. Isn't that terrifying? (gasps) That is terrifying. To see somebody without a face. Yes. Imagine. That's like Slenderman. Yeah. Three feet from you. (gasps) No. Slenderman energy. That's horrifying. I'm so sorry that uh, your dad passed, but this is this is insane. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. So thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Okay, on to the next one. Hi, guys. 
I'm listening to your listener ghost stories and wanted to share mine. I have three. First two happened in Japan where I grew up and the last happened to my ex-boyfriend in Venezuela. One, I was about seven or eight playing in the living room alone. The stairs to the second floor were behind the door, which was closed. Then I heard footsteps on the stairs. It sounded like two steps being taken on each step instead of one step per stair. I thought it was funny and then realized I was alone in the house other than my grandma, who was in the kitchen. Wondering who might be in the house, I threw open the door, trying to catch the person, but the footsteps stopped and no one was there. I ran back to my grandma and told her, thinking that maybe there was a burglar. Grandma went back and checked the doors and said everything was locked, and also no one else was in the house. She thought I must have been daydreaming, but when I told her about the two steps per stair, she got pale and started crying. Turns out that's how my older sister used to come down the stairs when she was four and too small to take one step per stair. She was two years old. She was two years older than me, and when I was a baby, we were inseparable, but she passed away of leukemia when she was four and I was two. To this day, I think she came to say hi to me. Oh, God damn. That hurts. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the first of three of her little stories. And the second one says, My aunt just moved into a house and was cooking something in the kitchen alone in the house. She felt something on her back and turned around. In the doorway, there was a figure of a man wearing a brown vest and pants. The thing was, the man had no head. 18 speak to inspirational people each one of them has been on their own remarkable journey they've all chosen to share their stories with one aim that if people can relate and get comfort from it if it can help someone as one of my guests said there's so much going on in the world we should be focusing on helping one another and making each other better each one is a superhero not because they have special powers it's because in spite of what they've gone through they keep on going i find them remarkable please listen to chatholic and hear their stories the, the thing was <laughs> she, you see this funny funny thing funny thing she froze and the figure disappeared She ran out of the house screaming, so a neighbor came out to check on her. She told the neighbor that she saw a ghost, and the neighbor immediately asked if it was a middle-aged man wearing a brown vest. Turns out a few owners back was a middle-aged man who often had this signature brown vest, but something happened to his daughter, and he hung himself in the doorway of the kitchen. Oh Oh, my god. I was so terrified whenever we visited her house and I insisted that someone accompany me to the bathroom so I'd never be alone and refuse to go near the kitchen. That makes sense. Wow. Goddamn. Number three. My ex-boyfriend, who is an awesome guy and we're still friends, that's good, we love healthy relationships, is from Venezuela. He was young and he and two of his buddies decided to go backpacking. They realized the area they were hiking in was a sacred area for indigenous people and you weren't supposed to hike through. But being young guys, they ignored it. The place was beautiful and they had a wonderful day. At night, each of them set up an individual tent and went to sleep. In the middle of the night, he woke up because he could hear someone walking around. He thought it was one of his friends waking up to pee, but this person kept walking in a circle around his tent. He got a little unnerved, so he stayed quiet. It went on for quite a while, and then suddenly one of his friends shouted out, and the the sound stopped. He peeked out of his tent and saw that his friends were both peeking out of their tents, looking scared. 
They thought someone was miss was messing around with them and took the flashlights and looked around but found nothing. They started describing what they had heard. He said he had clearly heard someone walking around his tent because of the gravel making loud noises. His friend then pointed out that there was no gravel around the area they were camping in. What the friend heard was a softer sound like walking in the sand, yet the other friend heard something like walking on twigs as he heard them snap many times. What they were camping on was plain old dirt with no gravel, no sand, no twigs. They packed up their tents and hiked out as fast as they could in the middle of the night. Yeah, no. It's like, I was like, is this like an earth, wind, and fire thing? Like, what's happening? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, I heard it like water. It was like the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, this is strange. They all heard different, like. Yeah, that was a bit of a warning, I think. They were like, hey, you're not supposed to be on our land, babes. Get the fuck out. Yeah, how about you fuck off? Uh, she then said, I hope you enjoy them. As a geologist who had many near misses in life, I really hope, uh, I really enjoy your podcast, especially non-crime related survival ones. Asuka. And that's really cool as yeah. a geologist. Shout out geology. <laughs> yeah. If you have any other stories of survival, let us know. <laughs> yeah. We hope you don't have many more near misses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Past experiences yeah. that you've that. already been through and they're yep. long they're gone. in the past. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, next story. Okay, next story from Katie. Hey there, guys. First off, I love your podcast. Thank you. We love you. I just got done listening to your ghost story episode, and I wanted to share my own with you guys. When I was nine, I witnessed my grandma peacefully pass away from breast cancer. It was a very sad time for my family, and it was a major loss for me. This experience happened a few days after her passing. I was walking towards her bedroom to help my mom clean up some stuff, when all of a sudden my grandma walked out of her room with her arms wide open for a hug. It threw me off guard because when she passed, she didn't have hair and she was very skinny. The figure walking towards me looked healthy and had my grandma's famous curly hair. I stopped in my tracks while she continued to move towards me and then felt her embrace me. I closed my eyes for a brief second and then opened them and she was all of a sudden gone. I don't look at it as a scary ghost story, but more of a sweet last goodbye from my grandma. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story. Happy Halloween. Or Thanksgiving. Or Thanksgiving. <laughs> Whatever. We've, we're keeping it moving. Uh, that's really cool, though. That's That made me tear up a little. Yeah, that is really heartwarming and wow. Those are the best ghost stories, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Katie. Okay, and on to our last one, which is quite lengthy and also includes two diagrams which oh, made me laugh this is from lauren or laura this is from laura yes she went off she really she girl off. bossed this story yeah she did okay i have a ghost that has been haunting me since the summer of 2017 and his name is norman oh this is a lot of information in the first yeah. sentence just to preface, the story might be really long and I am a horrible writer, so I am sorry for the grammatical errors. You're fine. You did yep. great. I never know what is too much detail and what isn't enough detail, so I hope you can understand my jumbled word salad. And for context, I am a 23-year-old female. Hey, girl. Wow. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, it all started when I was back in my hometown in the summer of 2017 from college. I was working at the smoothie cafe and I was on the drive through duty, so I was tucked away in a corner by a window separated from the rest of the workers that night. It had been rainy and stormy all day and it was pretty a pretty slow night. Being the 
A employee? I was messing around on my phone and not paying attention, and all of a sudden, I see a huge flash of lightning, and it really shook me. I had never seen something so bright, but it had been storming, so I just went back to my phone and didn't think much of it. Later in the shift, I was prepping some fruit for the smoothies. Now, the way the store was set up, the prep station was in the back corner of the building, and you had to walk down the hallway to get to it. No one was around when suddenly I saw someone in my peripheral running up behind me. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah, not, no. Not standing, running to you? Ooh, God. Yeah, like, it's full sprint. Yeah. Out I, of the box. I got pretty scared and flung around to see who was messing with me, and no one was there. I thought to myself, self, maybe you're watching too many horror movies. <laughs> Fair enough. Relatable. A little shaken up, I went on with my shift with no other problems. Incidents like this started to happen periodically throughout the next couple of months, and I would get, uh, I would be getting into my car, and I would... I could see someone coming up to my door, but once I fully turned my head, no one was there. Or I would be walking past a mirror and I would see a dark figure behind me and I would look back and once again, no one would be there. And this has been my life for the past couple of years. The sightings slash incidents have died down quite a bit in the past year and I don't really get scared that much anymore. However, I do want to tell you a few times Norman did scare me and how we found out his name. Whoa. The first time I was truly scared was once I was once I had moved back to college. I was sharing a small dorm with my best friend. Now a little backstory on my friend. We met on the first day of college and instantly became best friends. We will call her Maddie. We ended up living together for the rest of our college careers and we are still really close to this day. Now she has her own ghost stories and she would consider herself somewhat of a clairvoyant. She often had vivid dreams and always talked in her sleep. She often said things, said weird things like, you need to leave us alone, or who is that woman in the corner? Yikes. Uh... <laughs> and I, being a light sleeper, always got pretty freaked out. Yep, I don't think I would be able to room with something like this. <laughs> After three years, though, you get used to it. So back to what happened. It was the fall of 2017, and it was our sophomore year of college. I was sleeping on my side, facing the window, and I had my back to the rest of the room, where Maddie was sleeping. I don't know exactly what woke me up, but I slowly opened my eyes and saw someone in the reflection of the window standing behind me. And then she said, see, get, see diagram for reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'll include we're, these in the Instagram yeah, post. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just Maddie standing there uh, and confused as to why she was at my bed not sleeping. I slowly turned around and I could see a dark figure standing beside me. As my eyes began to focus, suddenly nothing was there anymore. I freaked out and looked over to Maddie's bed and she was fast asleep. I was freaked out, but maybe in a sleepy haze, but I just went back to bed? Question <laughs> mark. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> I woke up the next morning, told Maddie, and she was like, hmm, weird. And we went to class like nothing happened. Uh, Maddie, we need some <laughs> clairvoyant insight here. Yeah, What's Maddie, going on? What the heck? There was another short incident in the springtime of 2018 when I was walking back from my job late one night. I worked at a pizza place for two years, and we didn't close until 1 or 2 a.m. I didn't have a car at the time, so I would usually walk about 15 to 20 minutes back to my dorm. I was still young and naive and wore headphones in while blaring music during my walk back, thinking that no one would harm a girl walking home by herself. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. We all have those moments, but just be safer next time. Don't do that. But I'm chilling, and I see someone out of the corner of my eye sprinting right for me. What is with Norman and sprinting at you, girl? Yeah, did he die like running? I don't like it. I freaked out and started running back to my dorm. 
I had a brief second to turn around and look at what was happening, and can you guess what I saw? Nothing. No one was there. I ran into my building and locked my dorm room as quickly as possible. Now you may be thinking to yourself, this dumb bitch, she doesn't have a ghost following her, she just needs glasses. (laughs) And yeah, I do need glasses. And I wear them. I just love this, like, casual, like, shit on yourself. This is not what we're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, but I love it. And honestly, I thought I was going a little crazy until the night Maddie saw Norman, too. It was our junior year and the fall of 2018. We had moved out of our small dorm and shared a house off campus with six other people. Now, I could write a whole novel on our roommates from hell, but those stories are for another time. Girl, I relate. A little information on this living situation. It was a packed house with a total of eight of us living there, not to mention the squirrels, bats, and rats that lived in the walls. Oh, no. College living, everyone. There's a zoo in your walls. It's college houses. You had a bat. I did have a bat. That's fun. Oof. Uh, We knew of a few people who lived there before us, and I briefly dated a guy whose friend lived in the house a few years before we did. Everyone who had lived there agreed that the house was either haunted or some supernatural stuff was going on. There were four floors, and Maddie and I shared the top floor slash the attic. It was either freezing cold or deathly hot. The doors opened and closed on their own, and sometimes you could hear people walking around when no one was there. A perfect environment for a ghost that was once just a dark figure to manifest into more of a being. I was lying on my back one night, having a night terror, when I opened my eyes and see this dark figure standing over me. I could tell it was a man, and he was just looking down at me, smiling. Oh no. Oh no. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. I told myself to just close my eyes. It wasn't real. And to just go back to bed. At the same time, Maddie was having a vivid, lucid dream. She was standing in our backyard, looking up to our bedroom. I slept right next to the window and didn't have any blinds so you could see right into our room. She could see me sleeping, and she could see a man standing over me. She started to yell and scream for me to wake up when the man moved closer to the window to look out at her. She yelled at him, who are you? What do you want? And he just smiled and said, my name is Norman. And then she woke up. I literally have full body chills. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, so was she sleeping in another room or was she like sleepwalking? She was having a lucid dream, she said. So I guess both of them were sleeping. Yeah, but like she is envisioning herself like outside yeah like a lucid dream you can like kind of control where you are for sure yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no me too me too got it yep me too (laughs) (laughs) i remember waking up to her yelling at me and we told each other what had happened let me tell you we didn't sleep for the rest of the night we ended up drinking some vodka we had and went downstairs to the living room to watch tv as you should yes We had other odd occurrences in the house, and Norman visited us both in our dreams often, but nothing as real as that night. We moved once more our senior year of college, fall of 2019, and it was just the two of us sharing a duplex. Nothing much happened in that house, though. I think getting out of a toxic environment helped, and we spent the fall semester just us being wild seniors. When COVID happened in the spring of 2020, she moved back home to finish school and I quarantined with my boyfriend who lived a few, a few streets down. Can relate. <laughs> I saw Norman once at his, ha- at his house. He was standing at the bottom of the stairs while I passed them to use the bathroom one night. It wasn't scary and it almost seemed like he was looking over me. My boyfriend and I moved into our own home into the fall of 2020 and have been there since. I have seen less and less of Norman as of recent and I'm okay with that. 
Yes, I did have some scary encounters with him, but honestly, I think he was looking out for me. At least I hope it's what I tell myself so I can sleep at night, lol. I was going through a lot mentally during college and was in some dark places. Now I'm graduated, have a job that I love, the cutest puppy, and a great boyfriend. The last time I saw Norman was right when we moved into our new place. He was standing in our bedroom down the hall, and I got to look at him for a few seconds before he just walked away. Sometimes doors will open and close on their own, or our pillows slash clothes will move places, but we've gotten used to it. Sorry if this is totally too long, but I thought you guys would enjoy it, so it's uh, definitely spooky for October, or November, (laughs) (laughs) and I attached some room layouts so it's easier to visualize, and I'll add a photo of my dog because he's too darn cute not to. (laughs) Thank you for that. He's adorable, by the way. Yes. I love your guys' podcast and always look forward to listening to you two on my drive to work. Be safe out there and don't let any ghosts scare scare you too bad. Laura. Dude, shout out Laura. Yes, Laura. This story was like so detailed and (laughs) I love the diagrams and the little expressions on people. There's like just a smile. It's like a really basic face, but it's just like, you know, eyes and a mouth. And I just find that really funny. (laughs) I love it. It was so funny when I saw because when I was scrolling through the story, I saw one diagram and then I kept reading and then I saw a second diagram and I was like, oh, God, this is so good. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. (laughs) She just keeps going. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then Ron. Oh, her her dog's name is Ron. Her dog's name is Ron. And he's he's the shit he's so cute i'll also (laughs) post a picture of ron yes (laughs) oh my gosh but anyway that is our ghost stories again listener stories for this week the week that this is coming out thanksgiving week (laughs) or the one after i don't know what's time (laughs) did that sentence sentence make any sense you guys get it i think you understand where we're coming where am i at (laughs) it's fine where am i uh anyway we hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving and spend time with your friends and your family and had all the best food yeah you have anything else to add before we wrap this this shindig up no i'm just uh really appreciate all the stories send in more we'll read them hell yeah all right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Instagram, not today underscore podcast. If you or anyone you know has a story, send it to notodaypodcast at gmail.com. We have a TikTok, not today podcast, a Twitter that is not today podcast with the T on the end of podcast. Podcast is a three. Does that make sense? Because it makes sense. And just keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah.